Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Keeping It PC, Season 2, Episode 11. My name is Lucas Drake. Uh, to the right on Discord, we got the best podcaster I know, Patrick Fergus. And to the left on Discord, we have the dude with the biggest forehead that I know, Cole Dickinson and LT. Wow, that's a really, that's anyways, a really underwhelming anyways, intro for LT. <laughs> uh, well, it's been a week. Some stuff has happened. Let's uh, let's start off with something that I don't know anything about. Uh, Pat, can you just start us off with the baseball season that's coming up? Uh, of course, of course. Um, yeah, so we got opening day coming up on Thursday. I will be skipping a couple classes to watch my Red Sox in action against the Orioles at two. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, baseball is my favorite sport. Very, very excited for the season. I think. Uh, We'll start with the Red Sox. We'll pay, we'll basically do what we're going to do here is talk about our teams. Um, this isn't you know this isn't a baseball podcast. We're not going to break down every team or you know every division or whatever. We're going to talk about our teams. Red Sox for me and Cole. Mets for LT. And then we'll give we'll probably give uh, MVP predictions for the NA for the NL and the AL, and then probably round it up with uh, some World Series predictions. So we'll start with the Red Sox because last season was not fun. Uh, not really what you want. They were pretty, pretty mid-team. A lot of blown chances. They would go on a run, then drop a couple more games. It was just kind of that back and forth. Um, obviously, this is a very different team than it was last year. No Xander Bogarts. Uh, they bring in Yoshida. They bring in Justin Turner. Kike, obviously still here, but he's probably playing a different position. Uh, Cassis is going to be the full-time first baseman now. Very excited for that. I think... Cole, I don't know how you feel, but I think the the team is young. It's exciting. I'm very, very excited for Yoshida. I think he's going to be a fucking stud. Same thing with Cassis. The rotation gives me a little bit of worry because I just don't think it's that good. Um, but uh, they made some improvements to the bullpen, Chris Martin. So I don't know how to feel about this season, really. I think I'm, I'm, go- I'm not going in with any, any expectations whatsoever. I mean, what about it, you? Right now, if just on paper – the Red Sox are the fifth best team in their division, which is never a good way to be going into the season. Story's going to miss a significant amount of time with that elbow injury. Really, I'm only excited about uh, Yoshida, Casas, and Devers. I mean, that's really all there is for me to get excited about with this team. Really, what I'm looking for this year with the Red Sox, I don't necessarily, obviously, I want them to do as well as possible. But what I really want is to see Cassis establish himself as a major leaguer. Have a good year. I want Devers to have a better year than he had last year. You know, we just signed him to that 10-year contract. I think he needs to have a first, a good first year of that contract. Needs to be better than he was last year. And uh, for Yoshida, I mean, yeah, just have, he needs to have a good year. You know, bring him over from Japan. Got high hopes for him. He's going to be a big part of what we're doing in the future, obviously. So, you know... You're looking for those three guys to really have good good years, improve on what they were last year. Yoshida, obviously a rookie this year, but looking for him to have a good year. I don't really have high expectations in terms of, you know, making a World Series run or deep playoff run. Maybe they sneak in as a wild card team. I as much as I can say we're the fifth best team in our division, I do think it's a strong division. So I mean, we're the fifth best team in our division, but are we like the 15th best team in the AL? No, we're probably like middle of the pack in the AL, right? So I think there's a chance they could be a wild card team. But other than that, I mean, the only chance of that really happening, Sale has to return to his old form. Kluber has to pitch well. Uh, Pavetta has to pitch well. Kenley Jansen's got to be back to being a shutdown closer, right? The bullpen's got to stay well or, or pitch well. And they need to stay healthy. I mean, that's, that's going to be a big key with this team because I don't see a lot of depth. I don't see a lot of guys in the minors that are, I really trust to fill in. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how I look at the Red Sox this year. It's like a, it's like a rebuilding, a I mean, retooling year, you know? No, Not real high expectations. Yeah. If I was a Red Sox, or a Red Sox fan, I would definitely just be going in with, to this season with no expectations. Um, Yoshida, yeah. I think, yeah. right? That was his last name. Um, Obviously had a great WBC. Um, 
obviously hoping hoping for him to have a great year, great career with the Red Sox. But other than that, I feel like you just got to go with the flow if you're a Red Sox fan. If they do good, obviously be happy. If they do bad, it's not like they were projected to be right. much better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like I don't think the offense will be bad this season. I really don't. I think they have they brought in some solid guys. I mean, you let JD go, which I think that was the right choice. Um, you bring in a, a guy like Justin Turner, who's who's not going to blow you out of the water with numbers or anything, but he's a very very solid major league player. He's been that way for for a very long amount of time. You know, he's had a great, he's very solid career. Uh, bringing in guys like you know Duvall and 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 those kind of guys, I th- I think that lineup will yeah. be solid. When I turn to the pitching and I see Corey Kluber starting an opening day, I don't know what you're going to get out of Corey Kluber. This 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 starting lot, the starting rotation will be unbelievable in like 2016 with a one-two punch of like Kluber and Chris Sale. Unbelievable! Like that would be fucking wild. But obviously, <laughs> obviously, I can't live in the fucking past. Pavetta. You know, he had like a, I think he had close to five ERA last season. He had, he had, was outstanding during those middle months of like June or May and June. He like pretty much carried the entire staff. Bray, Brand Brand Bayo, I yeah. think is how you say yeah. his name. Bayo is like one of the, you know, kind of hyped up prospects for pitching. I'm excited to see what he does. Uh, there were he had flashes last season. He finished pretty much on a high note. I think he had around a three ERA himself, but he wasn't. He didn't pitch that many innings. And then like Chris Sale, I don't know what he's going to get out of Chris Sale. He was touching ninety five in spring training, but it's just you just don't know. It's it's mystery. Same thing with James Paxton. Uh, Avaldi's gone. I mean, if 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 Sale, Paxton, Kluber can stay healthy and they just eat innings, they do a solid job. They keep you in the game. I can see them, you know, I can reasonably see them fight from fighting for a wild card spot, like Cole said. Um, and I and he's he's right. This is a very tough division. This is a very, very tough division. The Orioles were dog shit forever. Now they have a decent squad. The Rays are always pesky. The Blue Jays dripping with talent, trying to put it all together. The Yankees are always the Yankees. They're always gonna win, you know, a good amount of games and you know, going for the division title. So yeah, I don't think it's a great division to be in in this stage of this team but they the Red Sox surprised me they do I mean who would have saw them going to the ALCS a couple games away from the World Series a couple (laughs) years ago like that team that team that team wasn't anything super special but they that's the great thing about baseball you saw it with the Phillies last year it just comes together at the right moment you can go on a run I don't think that's going to happen with this team I don't think they're built like that I think this is very much a transition year uh you know losing Bogarts kind of Heim Bloom kind of just doing what he wants to do now. He's kind of in the long stretch. This is these are the decisions that are going to impact the future. And I love the Devers great. contract. I really did. I thought he did a great job with that. Locked him up. Um like if he didn't lock him up this offseason, I was going great. to be irate. Irate. Um but yeah, we're going to move on to a team that has very high expectations. That's the New York Mets. And that's you don't say that a lot. You don't say that a lot. But this team Spent fucking capital. Old Steve Cohen is not fucking pinchy, penny pension. He is busting out all the stocks. He wants to see the Mets win a championship for the first time since 86. LT, as the resident Mets fan of the podcast, please give me, as unbiased as you can, yes. your honest prediction of what you think will happen. Like, if everything goes right, say there are no major injuries or anything, obviously you lost Diaz. But if this yeah. team stays healthy, everyone performs sort of around what they're supposed to, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, after last year, such a disappointing ending. They had 101 wins, get eliminated in the wild card in three games to the San Diego Padres, who will, in their in their defense, they did make a good run in that playoff uh, season. Um, but they need to come back. I'm not going to say 100 wins or anything, but as long as they get in the playoffs – make a run for the World Series. I'm not going to say that they're going to make it or anything, especially with the loss of Edwin Diaz. I think that's going to really impact their um, their wins because we do have Adovino, but I'm not sure if he can make such an impact as Edwin Diaz would in the closer spot. But still, we have solid pitching despite losing Jacob deGrom, getting Verlander. We got Kode Sangi from uh, Japan, 
who's a really good addition. I'm excited to see his ghost fork ball, which everyone talked about so highly in the offseason. Um, the offense, we didn't improve much. We basically kept everyone for the most part. We nearly got Carlos Correa, but some shenanigans happened and we couldn't get him. But in retrospect, maybe it could be a win for the Mets, but I'm not sure with his injuries. But it is sad that we couldn't get him, obviously. Um, but like I said, I'm not expecting World Series this season, but they need to go to the playoffs and not get eliminated in the first round. They're a much better team than that, and they need to fight for it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the Mets yeah, are I mean, as screwed as people think with the Edwin Diaz injury. I think their bullpen's still just fine. I think they have some guys back there that are that are really good established players like David Robinson, Adam Adovino, uh, Brooks Brooks Raley has been very good for the Mets, right? So I don't think they're screwed in, in, mm-hmm. by any means. And obviously, you had a guy like Verlander. I think that makes up for the loss of of Edwin Diaz. I think they're a top five team in baseball, honestly. Um, I think they have a chance to win the division. The Braves are definitely in that conversation, as are the Phillies, although it is a really tough division. It's going to be a battle between the Phillies, Mets, and uh, Braves, although I do think think the Phillies are definitely the third team as of now with Harper going to miss the start of the year, with Reese Hoskins out the year. I do think really it's going to end up being a two-horse race between the Mets and the Braves. Uh, but I think the Mets have a very, very good shot of winning that division. Being the one of the best teams in the league, I think on paper right now, to me, they're a top five team. Uh, so I, I, I would have high hopes from the Mets fan, even with Edwin Diaz out. You know, I think it's a really, really good team. Yeah, I mean, I think the Mets going into the season, their goal, they have to win the division. Yeah. You saw what happened last year. Uh, even though the Braves eventually fell to the Phillies, like in the divisional series, but they still had that time off. Even even with even though it's not a one game you know playoff anymore, it's it, it's a series now. It's just why would you want to play an extra series in the playoffs when you don't have to? When you could just win the division, and that's something they didn't do last season. They choked it at the end in classic Mets style. They won a what did they won 102 games? One hundred and one wins just to hundred. Like- 101 wins Man. to lose the division. Man. That is fucking terrible. That's classic, classic Mets. Mets. That is such classic, classic such Mets. Such a Mets moment. Such a Mets moment. But yeah, I think, I, I really don't think that the bullpen will be, will be as like decimated as, as some of these people are, 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 are saying. Like they still have great, they have Adam Alavino, David Peterson, Tyler McGill, uh, got Quintana, obviously Sanga, I think might start off a little rough. I know they're using a. They're, it's a bigger ball here in the MLB. I'm pretty sure. So obviously that's a big adjustment. Using a bigger ball to pitch. That's gonna, you know, that's gonna take some time to getting used to. Getting used to. But I mean, I don't. Didn't you guys call up Francisco Alvarez, one of, like one of your top prospects last season? Is he on the team for the service I'm not training? Not sure, but he's definitely better than uh, James McCann because he was god awful last year. I would definitely rather Alvarez. They, they they did. I'm not they sure demoted Alvarez to AAA, so it's going to be Nito and Narvaez to open up the season for the Mets behind the plate. Did they released McCann. McCann's gone. Just they gone? have Thomas Nito is going to be back. He's probably going to be their backup, and then I believe Omar Narvaez. Is, yeah, Omar Narvaez. Uh, will, oh yeah, you find him. Yeah, right? he's probably going to be their usual catcher. He'll probably catch the big dogs. You know, Scherzer, Verlander. Yeah. I- I, I would say I would say I would say there is pressure oh, on sure. the Mets though. When you have a three hundred sixty four million when there's when you have a three hundred sixty four million dollar payroll, you just signed sure. Verlander this mech to this, you know, annual value that's insane for like a forty year old pitcher. You have still have Scherzer. I mean, there is I think you looked at Alonzo McNeil, you just re-signed Nimmo, you look at these guys to have a season up to their snuff. And and you know stay healthy and be consistent. Lindor, obviously, I think this is a very very talented team. I really do, and I think I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I'm not going to say that they're. I think they could be in contention for a World Series. I really do. I think if everything falls right for the Mets, this roster on paper, despite the loss of star closer, I still think bullpen's all right. Offense is really good. They have a very solid pitching staff. I think they should. Be contender that they, I Cole said it. They're they're a top five team in the league to me. And it's not only that. So, it's not only their payroll, uh, right? Like they have yeah. expectations because 
You won 101 games last year. Like that's a legit. You won the third, the tied for second most games in the league, right? So you got you got to perform again, and I think it's going to be a very similar story to what it was for the for the NL East last year, where the Phillies are in that wild card spot in third, and then the Mets and Braves are just dogging it out for who's going to be the top dog in that division. And the if I'm the Mets, you got to win that division this year. You got to win the division this year. It is it's their big moment. Absolutely, I think. You know, with Scherzer being 38 years old, Verlander being 40, right? You want to capitalize while you have these guys. Like, the, you have a window to win. These guys are still pitching at an elite level. This is this is a big year for the Mets, and I think I think they have a real, real, real shot this year to win, win the World Series. I do want to hit on Francisco Lindor. I think it's going to be crucial for him to get back to the production that we saw in Cleveland. And I understand a lot of the uh, underlying numbers have suggested that he's been better in New York than what his production has shown. I understand all that. Then last year, last year was his best year in New York, hands down. I I think that would be just fine again. But I think if the Mets want to take themselves to another level, Francisco Lindor needs to be that top dog at shortstop in the league that I know he can be, that he's shown before, right? I mean, yes, last year was good, 270. 26 home runs, 788 OPS, 125 OPS plus, great defense at shortstop. That's a great year. It's a great year. But, I mean, look at 2018, Lindor. 42 doubles, 38 home runs, 871 OPS, eight, uh, a 132 OPS plus, you know, a, a finalist for the gold glove. If he can have that type of year for the Mets, that is going to be huge for that offense, and I think that will just make them a clear, the clear top dog in that division. Yeah, definitely. Um, I believe Francisco Lindor last season, he had the most RBIs in yes. his career for each season, yep. if I'm not mistaken. So that's a great start for last season. And obviously to work off yep. of that is huge. Definitely yep. on defense, he, if, he can, can, if he can come back to that gold glove type of player, he would just – it would absolutely yep. be crucial for the Mets. And, yeah, if, if everyone can stay healthy, I think this team can get a lot done. Right, let's have a little fun. Let's talk about MVP mm. predictions. We'll do. We'll go. We'll go from. Well, I'll go first, and then we'll go. I guess to one of you guys after. But we'll just say who you think's gonna win. Uh, NL MVP and AL MVP, and then a brief explanation why. Of course, uh, for NL MVP, I think this this should be a very interesting race. The likelihood that Paul Goldschmidt has the kind of season he had last year, especially given his age, yeah. uh, you know, thirty five. Is I don't. History yeah. suggests that that's not gonna that's not gonna come that's not gonna happen. Last back to back MVP I think was Miguel Cabrera in like 2013. Um, I think this is between Juan Soto and Ronald Acuna Jr. Juan Soto went to the Padres last season, didn't quite meet expectations. Still had a great. I think he still had a very solid season. 27 home runs, an over 400 on base percentage, and he is right in the heart of one of the best lineups in the league. He's got a lot of protection around him. He's, I think he's an easy bet for a 30-plus homer guy. Uh, the guy is just dripping with talent. I think I think somebody like that on like a you know a pretty certified guaranteed playoff team has a very good chance of winning an MVP. And then when you look at Acuna, he's battled some issues with the torn ACL. The lack of power wasn't there last season. But I think a full offseason of him getting healthy, ready for the season, make adjustments to the kind of player he was where he could deliver, you know, a 30-30 season or even better than that. I think he's one of bar none, one of the most talented players in the league. I still the Braves are a great team. And if he returns to that peak we saw in those first couple of years, um that we didn't see last year because of the of the ACL injury, I think he's he deserves an MVP if he if he can get up to that kind of standard. And then when you go over the AL, there's there's obvious choices. Otani, Trout, Judge, Whatever I I'm gonna go with Jordan Alvarez. I think he had a hand injury last season that impacted him immensely in the second half. He still slashed 306, 405, uh, 653 uh, with 26 homers. I think he was neck and neck with Judge at about the halfway mark of the season. That hand injury really handicapped him. If he can stay healthy for an entire season, this guy is an absolute fucking monster. And I really don't think 
and that they'll hold the designated hitter thing against them. They will for an MVP. But I think the kind of offensive production this guy is capable of, if he can like just have everything go right for him, no injuries, uh, stay on top of, of, of the game, make adjustments and everything, I think he has a very, very solid chance to have one of the historic offensive seasons in the last like 20 years. I really do. So that those are my picks. What about you guys? I'll take um, I'll give you two dark horses because I think you pretty much gave the favorites for this season. Um, pretty good, right? I, I would say both of them, that's pretty reasonable to say yeah. they can win MVP, probably most likely. But I'll say for the National League, a dark horse of mine would probably be like someone like Mookie Betts to win the MVP. Absolutely. Um, of course. Yeah. You know, pretty much goes without saying. He's just all around, you know, great player. The numbers back it up. I think he can really produce for the Dodgers this year. Um, Goes without saying for the most part. And I'll give you for the American League, a young guy like maybe Julio Rodriguez. That might be a little crazy, but I can see I, him just absolutely going crazy this year after a big paycheck and just absolutely <clears throat> breaking yeah. this season. Yeah, Cole, bef- Cole, before you go, I don't think J-Rod's a, a crazy pick no. at all. I think he's uh, – he's same thing with Acuna. He's got 30-30 potential. Um, and, yeah. he, you know, he had kind of – he was a budding star last season. This is his season to kind of establish himself. So I think that's a good pick. Cole, what do you think? All right. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give predictions and I'm gonna give a couple of dark horses. So my prediction for the AL. This is an obvious choice, but I'm gonna go Shohei Otani. And th- he's 28 years old. This is going to be the best version of Shohei Otani we see pitching and hitting. I think this is going to be his year where he just completely dominates the sport. I mean, we've already seen it in the WBC. He's He was on fire on the mound at the plate, right? I think that's going to carry right on into the season. I don't really have a dark horse in, in the AL. Um, I do want to give a little love to Jose Ramirez. I think he's a one of the more underrated players in the league. I, I love his game. Switch hitter. He's been great for years. Always been one of the more underrated players to me. I, I think he's an absolute monster. Uh, in the NL, this is where things get. There's so many different options. There are two guys I want to throw out as dark horses. One's a little bit less of a dark horse. The first guy is going to be Fernando Tatis Jr. I think with the added protection in that lineup, if he can put together a healthy season, listen, this kid, he's he's special. I don't I don't give a damn what anyone wants to say about steroids. He is a special, special player. One of the most talented players in the league, right along the lines of a Ronald Acuna Jr. type player, in my opinion. Uh, I think he's going to flourish this year with Soto in the lineup, with Machado, with Bogarts now. I mean, that lineup is just... He has so much protection. I think he could have a huge year. I think he's a guy that could hit 50 home runs. So that's why I think he could be an MVP, right? This Another dark horse, I'm going to say. Michael Harris Jr. of the Braves. This guy was really, really good last year for the Braves, quietly. He was a five-win player as a rookie, hit 300, 19 home runs, 20 stolen bases. I think he's a potential 30-30 guy this year, and he's a great defender in center field. I think he could potentially be a guy that ends up leading the National League in war, and that's going to put him right into the conversation for MVP uh, with the Braves you know, being going to be in contention with him probably going to have great numbers that are improved from last year. Probably going to be... I think he's going to be a 30-30 guy this year and could have an eight-win season. So those are two guys that I would throw out there. My pick is going to be uh, Juan Soto. I, I absolutely love Juan Soto. Uh, I can't say enough about how – I mean, he's 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 going to lead the league in walks like he does every year. He's going to have an on-base percentage at like 420, 430. I think he's going to have a higher average this year, you know, with all that protection in the lineup. He's going to be a beast this year. I'm in on the Padres. And I hope he has a great year. One of my favorite players in the league. We'll we'll wrap up the MLB segment. Quick fire World Series Mm. predictions. Mm. Who do you think's going to play in the Fall Classic and who do you think's going to win it? Uh, We'll go to LT first. I mean, what I would love to see would be a Mets-Yankees World Series. I mean, come on. (laughs) But that's just a fan of me. Realistically... The end of the both the National League and the American League, it's so mm. hard for the postseason because yeah. literally anything can happen. Um, I'd like to say the Mets will make it in the National League. Call me biased, whatever. Give me the Mets. 
American League. Oh, man. I, this is tough. I'm not even trying to get the – I don't mean the, the silence here, but – oh, really it, it is tough. It's it is contemplated. It is really tough. I can't even give you a team, really. I mean, literally anyone. Give me uh, yeah. I don't want to say the Yankees because that's an easy question. Give me, like, I don't know, mm. Blue Jays. Okay. If everything, okay, so if everything goes Matt's right, if everything goes right for the Blue Jays, they could be the best team in the league, in my opinion. I mean, they. It's literally. I feel like it's a pick and a hat for the American League. Yeah. So, <laughs> give me the Blue Jays. All right, Cole. Uh, the American League is a little easier for me than it was for LT. I, I I'm going to continue to not believe in the Yankees as I do every year. Uh, it's the Red Sox fan in me. It's also me understanding that. They run the same team out every fucking year and they expect something different to happen and it doesn't happen. And they're like, oh my God, we're going to win 105 games and we're going to win. No, you're not. No, you're going to, you're like last year. I, I said last year when they were on pace to win most games ever, they're not even going to win 100. They win what, 98? Uh, it's, it's like clockwork with the Yankees. They're, they're frauds every year. Uh, they run the same team out every year and I'm sick of it. So for me, it's the Astros. Uh, it's going to continue to be the Astros. They're such a well-run organization. Say what you want about their past of cheating or whatever. I'm not convinced that they were the only team doing it. Um, maybe they did it the most egregiously, but you know, say what you want about them. I think they're a hell of a run organization, and they have a great team. The National League is where it gets a little more difficult for me. But ultimately, I come, I come to the Braves. Uh, you know, they did, they won it in 2021. They surprisingly lost in last year. I thought they were easily going to win that series. Um, yeah, I just really am in on the Braves. Like I said, I think Michael Harris is going to be one of the breakout players. They have a great rotation. They have a great bullpen. Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to be back and playing like an MVP at 25 years old, right? So I, it's hard not to love the Braves. Yeah, I mean, I think it's – for me, it's it's – I'm pretty set on the American League. I think it's the Astros. I don't think the loss of Verlander is going to impact them as much as people think it might. I still think that rotation with uh, Framber Valdez, Luis Garcia, Christian Javier, Lance McCullers, that's a very, very, very solid lineup. They have my MVP pick, Framber Valdez. Jeremy Pena has uh, obviously ALCS MVP, World Series MVP last year. He's, you know, one of those guys that's, that's – yeah. A star. And I mean, my God, look at the guy's fucking biceps during spring training. Matthew is massive. Uh, they added uh, Kyle Tucker, I think, is one mm -hmm. of the most underrated players in the league. I think he's a fantastic hitter. They added Jose Abreu, Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve. The team is stacked. I know how to play with each other. They have a good manager. There is, there is no reason to me why any other team in the AL can beat the Astros in a seven game series. Not the Blue Jays, not the Yankees, not any team. Any other team from the West, the Mariners, I don't think pose as much of a. Th I think the Mariners are getting a lot of hype, and I don't understand entirely a lot of it. I think the Astros are still the best team in the West. I think they're still the best team in the American League. The Yankees, I mean, show me something. It's the same fucking team as Cole says. Same fucking team every year. Show me something. Win something. Do something with this core, and then I'll be like, okay, then I'll pick you to do something. But it's the Astros for me. National League. I'm gonna go with the Padres mm. Padres because I think. That lineup is is pretty deadly. Yeah. I I mean, Darvish, Bogart, Soto, uh, you know, Jay Cronenworth for God's sake. I mean, it's I think it's a very 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 deep lineup. You uh, Darvish is I think, you know, still a decent pitcher. Joe Musgrove, Blake Snell. I think their rotation they they played they. I think performed pretty good in the playoffs last year. I think they have um, a overall, I think they have a high I, upside rotation because Blake Snell and you Darvish, I think, are yeah, both legitimate aces when they're at their best. So I think maybe on when you're looking at it right now, it's like maybe you don't have the most most faith in them. But once they get into the season and you see how they're pitching, they could be a team where, okay, this is one of the best rotations of baseball. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think the rotation is the key piece for this. I think the lineup will be very solid. I think the lineup will will be deadly the entire year. Um, so yeah, I think I'm I'm riding that wave. It's it's fun to see a a small market team like this 
spend a lot of fucking money to get players yeah. and you know create a lot of hype around their fan base. I think they're the they're you know one of the smallest markets in the league. Literally, they make the least amount of money, but this owner is very committed, obviously, to getting this team a championship. My God. So, is, um, and then in the series, it, it, is, is San Diego a beautiful city, man? I, I, so some of the pictures oh, oh, yes. of, like, of buildings overlooking that ballpark, it's just like unreal, man. Unreal. Anyway, get to your... Get to your- throw, him, throw him a bone. Throw, throw him a bone. They get to the series. Unfortunately, they follow the Astros, who went back. I'm also going to. So, I'm also going to pick the Astros. Yeah. I forgot to say that. I would pick. I would pick the Astros, but I just don't want them to go back to back. So I'll Fair pick enough. a wild card. Fair I'm, I'm standing. With I the actually Astros. agree. I like yeah. the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays, so, think- everything does go right for them. They have a high ceiling. I mean, to me, it's it's a little yeah, similar with I, the Padres. It's like they have uh, when you're looking at them now, maybe. You know, right now you can't say they're one of the best teams in the league, but once you get into the season, you see how they start playing, and if everything's clicking for them, they, they could be scary and, and give the Astros a run for their money. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, the Blue Jays for me are like are like a to- they're like how do we get an analogy here? Whatever, I mean, I can't think of anything, but like they have so much mm. talent. You see so much talent in that roster. It's about putting mm-hmm. it together as a cohesive unit. Um, until I see that, right. which I haven't seen yet. I mean, they have, a, as Cole said, they have a huge, huge ceiling. I think they, they have a ginormous ceiling. If they could, I mean, they, they could make the World Series, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't. I think for me, though, the Astros are the safer Absolutely. bet, the more reliable pick. And I want to be right. I so just I wouldn't be happy. shocked if we got to midseason and be like, "Oh, the Blue Jays are on pace to win 110 games, and you know they're easily the favorites right now to win the World Series." They're one of those teams to me. And honestly, same with the Padres. I think they could probably establish themselves as the as the best team in the National League. I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's kind of switch the topic over to something that I probably would know more. Uh, the NBA. The NBA is coming to an end. Uh, some teams are are some teams done with their games, or like, do they have like one or two more games left? There's like six, no. seven. Yeah, there's there's yeah, a few. Because yeah, yeah. I know some teams have like way less than other teams. The Knicks have six more games left. How many more games do the Raptors have? Cold. Uh, you know? I believe they have the same. I think they have six as well. Uh, I think okay. the whole league's around. Or seven games left. All right. Well, uh, the league's coming to an end. We kind of have the playoff picture uh, up right now. Uh, LT, I want to hear. Uh, I want to hear what you're thinking about the playoffs. Uh, right now, we kind of have uh, in the Eastern Conference. Uh, everything's locked already. Bucks are kind of locked in first. Uh, Celtics second. Seventy Sixers third, and Cavaliers fourth. All clinched playoff positions. Uh, with the way things are going, the Knicks will play the Cavs first round. I want to hear your thoughts on that. If you think that we have a chance. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see that series. Obviously, if that's how it goes down, I would actually like our chances more with Philadelphia than the Cavaliers. Um, I'm not really, I'm not sure how you guys feel about that, but I really don't think the Sixers are all that. They never have been to me. Um, I, I don't see Embiid as a guy who can really carry mm. a team to a championship. They do have James Harden, but I That's mean, I don't know. Pat's shaking his head no. That's Why are you shaking your head no, Pat? I would much, much rather play the Cavaliers. I think we match up a lot better with the Cavaliers. Uh, I say what you want about Embiid and, and Harden, but those, I mean, the Sixers are, what you know. What have they done? No, but the, I mean, would you rather. What have the Cavs done? I, I don't know. It's. Yeah, what but if the, the Cavs, Cavs are like it's their first season being a team with Donovan Mitchell? You know, this is the first year of them That's actually fair. being good. They're a team that has a very much higher ceiling than the Sixers do. It's the first and time Knicks will thrive yeah. against the Cavs. Listen, I think I think as it as it's presently constituted, the Knicks have a have a chance. I think the I think the Cavaliers in a seven game series. If I was betting oh, on, absolutely. I would pick the I would, yeah. I would pick the Cavaliers. I think the Knicks have a chance if Brunson gets right, he gets healthy. If uh, Julius Randle stops throwing emotional fits like a baby after every single foul yeah. call and, get, and getting technical fouls, um, RJ Barrett shoots somewhat consistently, which I probably won't get, but just play all right. Just play all right, RJ. That's all I'm asking for you as a third option. Just play decently, please. Um, 
No, this is to me. This is easily a two horse race in the East. I think it's Bucks Celtics coming out of the East, no doubt in my mind. Um, yeah, I don't think I think anybody with you know two eyes would agree with me. I think I don't think this. You can say big three in the East, but the Sixers I don't think are near that wow. category for me. I don't I don't see them going on a run to the finals, anything like that. I think maybe they went around or two. I doubt it. Um. Yeah, I think it's easy. It's easily for me, Celtics, Bucks. This is their, you know, they've been the, they've been easily the best two teams in the East the entire season. Um, when they meet in the playoffs, it's going to be a great series. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Listen, if the Knicks go on a run, they go on a run. If they don't, they don't. I'm not going to be too upset about it. I don't want them to slip to six. That's got me worried. They've been playing like ass last week or so. Um, yeah, I think we need to get Brunson back whenever we can at some point. Yeah, LT. I think Quickly's 40-point performance last night really solidified the season that he's been having. I think he should be six-man of the year. I mean, who else could win it? Um, and if he's firing, we can almost afford for R.J. Barrett to play kind of mediocre. You know what I mean? Because if you have Quickly getting those minutes, he's going to score and he's going to pass the ball. You, every time he's gotten a start, he's, I believe he's averaging more than 20 points in his starts. And that's only coming when people are injured. So... He's been playing absolutely out of his mind this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks can upset a team in the first round. I'm not going to say anything more than that, but they can definitely make a run. I, I uh, Cole, I kind of wanted to. Uh, I think. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I, I think this is a two horse race as well, but I don't think Boston's in it. I think it's Philly, and I can already hear the both of you. It's like, oh, I'm just hitting on Tatum, but I, it's it's honestly, I don't. <laughs> I, oh my god, I think, yo, <laughs> you guys act like this is egregious, but. Philadelphia has won 49 games. Boston's won 52. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to sit there and act like Boston's won 62 games and Philly's like the sixth seed. No, Embiid is playing at a top three level. Uh, yes, I understand Boston made the finals last year, but I think they got a little lucky. Yeah, go, go, LT. But just before. LT. Oh, Cole, you got to listen to me, man. Joel Embiid's been playing at this quote unquote no, MVP no, level no, for no, how no. long now? No. How long, how long has he been playing at that level uh, when they can't win? They never win. By a mile. Like, this, is, this is the best he's yeah, ever played by a mile. The they, the they well, it doesn't they, matter. They, that team can't win. Especially with no, I, I agree. I, I, I picked Milwaukee. I think, I, think it's, I think Philly has a chance, but I would lead Milwaukee. So you're, so you're going to still put I would, them over yes, the Celtics? I, I, don't, I don't know. It has nothing to do with that. I genuinely just don't. Trust the Celtics as a team. I, d I don't think they've been playing great lately. I think they're going to the playoffs not playing their best basketball. That's another part I think is being overlooked. They're not that playing great right now. And, and say what you want. Say I'm hating Tatum all you want. But the fact is, since the new year, he hasn't been playing his best basketball either. I mean, he was a legitimate MVP candidate the first half of the season, and now he's not. I mean, it, you'd be silly to say he's even in that conversation anymore. He's played himself out of it. There's nothing... It, I mean, he was a legit cannon. Now he's not. He played himself out of it. I don't trust Boston. I think last year was a little bit of a fluky run. In the finals, you saw Tatum didn't show up in the finals. Jalen Brown this. didn't really show up. Uh, Jalen Brown played better than Tatum, but I'm not even trying to get back into the Tatum conversation. I'm just saying. Yeah. it's. I think the race is between Milwaukee and Philly. I would strongly, I would strongly <laughs> lean with Milwaukee. I don't think... I think I view Boston more along the lines of Cleveland. Uh, I think Cleveland's... Kind of right there with Boston. I actually agree with uh, LT yeah. that the Knicks probably match up better against the Sixers than they do Cleveland. Um, uh, Cole, I kind of want to hear your opinion on what's happening over in the Western Conference. The Mavericks. Hold on. Oh, oh Pat, sorry. Go ahead. Can I say one thing? Yeah. I think putting the, the Sixers in the conversation of those three teams at the top of the conference isn't isn't wild to say that they could, you know, string something together, even though Harden and, uh, you know, everything I've seen absolutely just doesn't perform up to his kind of standard. He's in not the, the first option on the team anymore. Um, it doesn't really matter. He's the number two. All, all I'm saying is saying that the Celtics aren't in the race for the Eastern Conference title. That's not what I said. I think, this, I I think, think the Sixers are think, more legit. No. You did. You did. You said it was – You said. You said it was and a two-horse race. And you said it was a two-horse race between 
Milwaukee and Boston. That doesn't mean you think Philly. That, that I don't see. I don't see the Sixers. I don't see the Sixers beating the Celtics and the and the Bucks. That's not going to happen. That is and never going to happen. I don't, I, I don't see it. Uh, listen, you guys, you guys can act like the Celtics are this great team all you want, but <laughs> dude, I, I, and do I, dude? Am I saying the Celtics are the best team in the league? I want them to show me something. I want Tatum to fucking control the series and really establish himself as a dominant player in the league in the playoffs. That's what I want to see. Same thing with Jalen Brown. I think they're a oh. way, way more complete team than they were. Way more complete team than they were when they went to the Absolutely. finals last season. I think when they hit Derek, Derek White. I mean. Robert Williams is better. Uh, Al Horford is 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 better. I, they're a way better team and, than they were last year. And, and I think the only and I think the only thing, only team that in my mind, like anything can happen. Like I guess anything can happen. Like I guess the, the Sixers could get hot and fucking beat them in the seven game series. My mind, my gut doesn't say that. I think if they're gonna lose, they would lose and to the Bucks. I, and I agree. I, I'm I, I would pick the Bucks come out of the East. But the way you guys talk about Boston versus the Sixers is as if the the Celtics are like a sixty two win team and the and the Sixers are scraping into the playoffs. The Sixers are are two it's, games behind the Celtics. Two. It's the Sixers' track record of them failing in and, the playoffs and not even making and the it Celtics, to the three, And the Celtics have games. a good track record. At least the Celtics made it. Three, three games, made by the way, Cole. Three. Never even came close. Uh, Cole, to the Cole, didn't, Cole, didn't you go on a rampage like a couple months ago about how bad of a coach Doc Rivers is? How he yeah. always jokes in the playoffs. But this is the year. This is the year that they're going to. I didn't go to say the they're finals. going to the finals. I literally just said I would pick Milwaukee over everyone. I mean, you guys, you guys, you guys not love doing this. You guys not love doing this, putting words in my mouth. I mean, Pat, you just ball. said yourself that I just said the Sixers are going to the finals. When I said I would probably say there's an eighty percent chance that the Bucks go to the finals. I think they're easily. The best team. In the okay, conference. okay. I misspoke. I misspoke. I misspoke. I misspoke. But you're saying that they have the they have like a better, but they're what not going to choke this year. What is what you're saying. They they would at least go. They would at least what go I'm to the saying conference is final. This year, I think they have their best chance because I think Embiid is having his best season. They have Harden playing his best basketball with the Sixers right now. Right? He's. I mean, we're talking about. You can sit here and say James Harden is. Not good anymore. It's just wrong. You can say that he's not a good player performer. I would strongly disagree. I, I mean, in my opinion, James Harden that. is still in the conversation for being a top 10 player in the league. Joel Embiid right now would be my MVP. He's carrying that. I don't think Harden. Okay, I said uh, there's a conversation to be made for it, right? I'm not saying he is. You're uh, like. And also, I mean, what you're saying is not even wrong. It's just that they're not a better team than the Celtics. And there's no reason to say that the Sixers would go farther than the Celtics in the playoffs I, this year. I think I think Embiid is the difference because I until Tatum shows me that he's going to be. He never has been the difference. Why is he huh? going to be the difference now? Why is he going to be the difference? Now? Because he, I think he's playing his best basketball. I think he's playing the best he's ever played. I think the Celtics are not playing the best they've played this year. I think right now they're closer to being on the tier of the Cavs than they are the Bucks or Sixers, in my opinion. They were. Do you guys remember how clear the Celtics were of everyone in the East for a while? They are now the second seed. Like they, they were the clear number one team for a while. They are not playing that great right now. Tatum is not playing that great right now. Brown's not playing. You can talk about how deep they are all you want, but in the playoffs, man, it's gonna come down to your best players got to step up and make plays. And right now, I trust James Harden and Joel Embiid to do that more. Then I trust Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I, again, I'm giving, I would say my race would be I'm 80% in on the Bucks, 15 on the Sixers, and five on the Celtics. But I don't think the Celtics are like, I really think, I even misspoke if I said it was a two horse race. Really, I just think the Bucks are going to dominate the Eastern Conference. I don't know. That's how I view it. Yeah. Can we West. move over to the Western Conference West. now? Uh, Cole, I want to hear what's happening with the Mavs right now. Well, their defense is like awful. I mean, oh my god, it's they they were the sixth seed when they traded for Kyrie, and now they're the eleven seed. I mean, and that is just oh, that just proves Kyrie's not a superstar. I mean, no, Ky Kyrie's Kyrie Kyrie um, Kyrie's playing really well, but um, I mean, their their role players are just horrendously bad. Um, like oh, it's unwatchable at times. I mean, Luca and Kyrie are the only NBA players on. The, I, I would almost say that they're the only two players capable of playing in the NBA on that team. 
recently. I mean, it's that bad. It's really <laughs> that bad. I, I never thought I would say that losing Dorian Finney-Smith would be this important, but my God, are they bad without Dorian Finney-Smith. Kyrie, as good as he is on offense, I mean, that defense, Oh, I, it's like it's hard to watch. I mean, Luca looks fucking miserable out there, man. He looks like he looks like he wants to go back to Europe and start playing again. I mean, he is just not having fun. I don't know what the hell is going on with the Mavs, but uh, you know who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, right now we have the Nuggets and the Grizzlies who have clinched the division. Uh, everything else is for some reason. Uh, for some reason, everything else can change. I don't know why the Kings haven't clinched it. Uh, the Suns four, Clippers five, Timberwolves six, Warriors seven, and then uh, the Lakers. Go ahead, go ahead, Pat. Go ahead, Pat. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I just, I just find it, I find the West pretty fascinating this year, to be honest. You have those top, those top, uh, those top three teams: the uh, Nuggets, Grizzlies, and Kings. Shout out to the Kings, by the way. Um, we'd love to see some. Like the beam. Like the beam. Like Dude, the they're beam. the Cavs. Ultra the rare Cavs of the West, ultra, bro. They're the Cavs of the West. Ultra rare, ultra, ultra rare Kings yeah. W. Um, that team can fucking score their ass off. Holy fuck. Uh, Grizzlies are hot right now. I think they're nine and one in their last nine, one in the last ten or something like that. I, you know, they have uh, a whole job yeah. thing, but yeah. Um, and the Nuggets, we've seen this before with the Nuggets. They're a great regular season team. It just doesn't really come together really? in the playoffs or they go on a run. What what fascinates what fascinates me is is the four seed to the eleven seed is separated by uh, three and a half games. So, yeah. uh, it's been I've been following the Western Conference more than the Eastern Conference to be honest, <laughs> just to see where these teams land. Um, the Suns obviously were <coughs> so excuse me acquire KD. <coughs> Let me take over for, you for a second. <laughs> Sorry, acquire KD. Actually, I want to I want to push back a little bit on something that you said, that we've seen this Nuggets before. I don't think we have. I don't think we have. They finished sixth last year. They finished third last the year before that. I think... I don't know. I, I There's something about watching them this year that feels yeah. a little bit different. They feel more dominant. They feel more dominant. They feel like it's almost they've mastered what they've been trying to do the past two years on offense. And it's just running at such a high level. It could be. It, it could end up being fraudulent. You never know. But uh, uh, I, I, I kind of believe in the team more than I do. Yeah. Like the Grizzlies, or, or no disrespect to the Kings, love the Kings. But I don't. I mean, I really don't believe in that they're going to make a serious push at the finals. But you know, you never know. This is actually very crazy. The six seed all the way to the eleven seed. They're all within two games crazy. within each other. So anything, <laughs> anything could happen. Uh. Anything else you guys want to add to that NBA? Yeah, I think that um, the Lakers being currently the ninth seed right now in the play-in, I think if they can win that play-in and get to play the Nuggets, if it lines up like that, I'm not even sure. We'll see with the end of the season. But if they play against a team like the Nuggets, obviously this is the best team the Nuggets we've seen with the Nuggets best by far. Um, but... With a team like the Lakers, you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis winning the finals in 2020. Say whatever you want about that, Make but they did match. win. Um, but they can absolutely beat a team like the Nuggets and take them out in the first round, and I would not be surprised at all. I wouldn't bet on it or anything, but I think that's definitely a team that the Nuggets are going to have to play 100% against, and they're not your normal 8 seed team that you would normally see in the If playoffs. I'm one of the top teams in the West... I'm kind of terrified of the Warriors and Lakers just chilling down there in the seven or nine seed. Like, that's not a team you want to play in the early rounds of the playoffs. You're a top team. Like, say what you want about how the Lakers and Warriors have played this year, but at the end of the at the end of the day, the Lakers have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. At the end of the day, the Warriors have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Draymond Green, Steve Kerr is their coach. I mean. You can say what you want about how they've played in the regular season, but come playoff time, those are not teams you want to play. Those are not easy outs. If I'm the Nuggets, I'm praying that like the Thunder or Pelicans win. I'm so much more comfortable playing them than another team. Uh, how electric would it be, though, if like we saw... I don't even know if it's possible, but Warriors-Grizzlies round one? I mean, my God. Would that be electric? 
We would see some great yeah, – the one and eight seed and the two and seven seeds would just be phenomenal. And when's the last time we've seen that? Right. It's been forever. The West is extremely stacked this year. It's going to be really fun to see during the playoffs. I think obviously, the Suns with KD should be – when KD comes back, I mean, they're the favorites. What's his, uh, what's his return? Should be date? back Do by the know? first round, I believe. Good. Yeah, that's another thing. Excited to see that as well. Um, yeah. yeah, let's see. Uh, I believe, yeah, I, th- I think it says he's coming back right before the playoffs. So, yeah, that's a, that's another team. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they're the fourth yeah. team right now, but they can yeah. obviously make a run for it. Right. I think more so than the Kings. I'm, that's not ridiculous I don't, to say. I don't, th- I, don't think that, I don't think the Suns are going anywhere, just purely on the fact that they have CP uh, zero oh, ranks on the team. Yeah, right. So... Oh, Chris yeah. Paul. I mean, you could. You could have Michael Jordan that 80, team. They went shit. The Suns could win eight. The Suns could win eighty-two games, and I would be like, "Zero ah, rings." Second round next. Chris <laughs> Paul. Paul's on your team. Staying on the staying on the topic of basketball. Let's move over to March Madness. Uh, some pretty good games happened last weekend. One of which we watched together. UConn destroying Gonzaga. Uh, Pat. I want you to start us off with this real quick. Uh, yeah, I think it's an interesting Final Four. Uh, San Diego State, FAU, and Miami and UConn. I think this is the first Final Four ever without uh, you know, a top three seed. Even though I think UConn is deserving of maybe a higher seed than four, even though they kind of you know tapered off a bit at the end of the season. Uh, yeah, I think... My pick right now would have to be UConn. I think they're playing absolutely fantastic basketball. Dismantled Gonzaga in that second half. It was it was just a blowout of blowouts. Just absolutely manhandled the entire team. Um, Miami, I think, is a, has had a great run. They have you know a pretty legendary coach. Um, I don't know. To me, it's San Diego State and UConn in the final. And whoever I know, Cole's going to ride the San Diego State train. Um, I think UConn, if UConn doesn't win this, I think it's it should be looked at as a disappointment. I think they should be the clear favorite, despite, you know, whatever. They're a four seed. I, I think they're a, a much better team when they're playing at their peak, like they are right now, than a four seed. Um, yeah, I think I think UConn should be the should be the favorite in this in this final four. Yeah, I feel like um Miami beating Texas was a huge upset. I thought that Texas definitely should have been playing UConn in this game. But obviously for UConn, that's a great um, advantage for them. I think they should be able to beat Miami, but who knows? They just came off of a win against Texas, which is a huge win. But on the other hand, UConn just won by 30 against Gonzaga in an absolute dominating game, by the way. Um, Shout out to UConn. That's my pick to win the um, championship, obviously. But... With Florida Atlantic and San Diego, I think you would have to pick San Diego, even though the win against Creighton for uh, the F, uh, F, what is it, FL, FAU? Is that how you say it? Their abbreviation? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but whatever it is, I don't think they're going to win. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so give me UConn and San Diego State. Yeah, so uh, obviously I'm riding this San Diego State train pretty hard. Uh, you know, they're, they're I mean – I'm not even going to talk about the STSU versus FAU game. I mean, we know it's going to happen. But uh, Miami's going to beat UConn yeah. uh, pretty easily, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. He's the biggest hater of all time. FAU was always frauds. They had a cupcake run to the to the Final Four. Let's just be. Let's just keep it real. Uh, there's there's no chance San Diego State loses that game. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'll give each one of you twenty bucks if they lose that game. That Pat, LT, I want you to put your mouth right now, bro. All right, shake, shake, it, shake it, it, it through the screen. Shake on it. All right, good. Twenty, 20 bucks, bucks each of you if SDSU loses that game. Sixty bucks on the line. Yeah, because you know, like let's just they're not losing. Um, and then you know Miami, Miami, <laughs> Miami is as as badly as badly as I want UConn to win Miami's going to beat them it's just it's unfortunate that that's how it has to goes how it has to go but you know this is where UConn's run ends unfortunately unfortunately they were always frauds uh and this just comes it just comes out to this but why because exactly because why we just beat them by 30 
Why are they, why are you, are they losing you, the game? Are you going to keep asking? Why are you going to let me explain? All right, so here, here, here we go. Beating a fraud by 30 doesn't mean you're not a fraud. That just means they were also frauds. Okay? <laughs> so I still view UConn as fraudulent. I mean, this is still a team that, you know, struggled early in the year. They're playing great right now. But this is the big moment. And this is where it all crumbles down for UConn. Unf like, I don't want to see it happen. But unfortunately, that's just how it has to go. That's just how it has to go. It was always Miami. It was never UConn. It was always SDSU. It was never anybody else. SDSU to the moon. SDSU is winning the championship. <laughs> okay, to clarify, to clarify, this always um, San Diego State. This this is very recent. He, he's he's gone on this obsession with San Diego State in the last like three days. Um, so it's 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 always been oh, San Diego State is a pretty recent thing to say during the elite during the elite eight of the tournament. It's always been. Um, uh, yeah, I think I would I would actually very much enjoy a San Diego State UConn national championship. Which I think is what we're going to get. I think. I don't know. I mean, you don't know. I never know what's going to happen in these games. I don't think you can predict to a science who's going to win these games. Uh, uh, but to be clear, to be clear, no, I want I think, UConn to win. I want UConn to win the final. But I don't make the rules. I just follow them. Unfortunately, they're frauds. But unfortunately, it's, they, they, it's, it's how, how it has, has to, to go. I don't know what that. I don't know what that even. I don't even know well, what that when means. We come, um, when we come I'm, back I'm, here I'm, and record next week, I, you'll see what I mean. Okay. Okay. Springfield finals. Uh, we're coming to the end of the podcast. Since we got what? other horrible takes that we got to say, you got you got Pat, oh, you one got, thing. Uh, I want to tease. I want to tease. What, what you got to tell those? Tease. You got to tell those oh, motherfuckers in your in your in your dorm to shut the hell up, man. We're oh recording. Some, I, I don't know what the. <laughs> Strip tease? I don't know. There some motherfuckers dribbling a basketball or something in the hallway. Your roommate's um, a baller, though. Not happy about that. I'll, I'll have a word with him. I'll have, have a, a word, word with him have after this. Um, I have to, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to put my foot down. You said you're gonna. So I apologize. Piece? I apologize. Uh, give me a minute. Give me a minute, Drake. I will. But I'm, I'm gonna apologize to the viewers who hear a ball bouncing in the hallway. Plenty of ruckus. Apparently, my floor mates love to wrestle all the time, at all hours of the night. Uh, I mean, my God, it's children. 11 p.m. But my tease, my tease, my tease, my tease Ooh. is Kanye West oh. is now back in the good graces. Let's go. After he, Let's he, go. He, found, he found his love for Jewish people through 21 Jump Street and Jonah Hill. Of all things in popular media. Jonah Hill's a goat. It's Jonah Hill in 21 Jump Street that oh, has man. brought him back to the side of loving his fellow Shout Jewish brothers. Hill. I don't know what the fuck's going on. In this. I don't know what the fuck's going on in this motherfucker's head. But next week, we're breaking down his entire discography. We got a bunch of Kanye fans in the podcast. We're Kanye music fans. Go, Kanye music fans. Someone should go music back in time fans. and show uh, music fans. Someone, should, someone should go back in time and show Adolf 21 oh Jump Street. <laughs> oh god. Anyways, oh god. Uh, coming to the end of the That's podcast. We got, we got <laughs> no it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> That's a, uh, <laughs> oh, this the, is a great movie. You know what? This is a great this is a great movie. I don't want to I don't want to kill nobody now. I can't do a German accent. <laughs> Uh, I, I was gonna say something. I was gonna say something too. I don't even remember. Oh, 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 oh. Drake. Uh, fans, fans uh, of keeping a PC. We have a we have a new series yeah. coming over the next three weeks as we lead up to the NFL draft. Myself and LT will be doing a draft series. We're gonna do three episodes. The first one's gonna come out this weekend. It's gonna be on the quarterbacks in this draft. Next weekend will be offensive players. And the week after that will be defensive players. And we're going to get a mock draft out before the draft. Maybe the day before the draft. We'll see how it all lines up. But we have some nice draft content coming to you for any of you that are interested in the draft and love the draft the way that myself and LT do. So that'll be coming soon. And indeed, this is Can't Miss. Everybody Can't has miss. to tune in. Great draft coverage. Great analogies from me and Cole. We don't Tune just talk the top guys either. We're gonna talk some sleepers. We're gonna we're oh, gonna we go we're gonna go we in depth on what we think the Giants should do. We're gonna go in depth on what we think the Patriots should do for Mr. Fergus. 
And uh, yeah, so we look forward to getting that out. Yeah. And uh, you gonna say anything, Pat, or no? Oh, we just got some heat. We got some heat yeah, in the man. chamber. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you to our sponsor, Anchor, who is now named Podcasters. Uh, and I think I'm just going to end the episode off right it's here. It's about to end it. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs>